Hello and thank you for joining us on the 47th hour and what an episode we have for you today. I'm Toby and I'm joined by my co-host Steve and Guy for part one of our Star Trek Voyager specials. If you like the show, we're also on Twitter, Insta, YouTube and TikTok at the 47th hour. If you'd like to help support the channel, we're on coffee and soon we'll be launching our own Patreon page. As it's our Star Trek Voyager special, let's have a quick reminder about the show. Star Trek Voyager is an American science fiction television series created by Rick Berman, Michael Piller and Jerry Taylor that originally aired between January 95 and May 2001. It was originally commissioned to replace TNG, but also to act as an anchor for UPN, the newly established network. The show follows the adventures of the USS Voyager as it traverses uncharted space in an effort to return home after being stranded over 70,000 light years from Earth. The series was the first in the franchise to feature a female captain, and Kate Mulgrew would quickly establish Catherine Janeway as a strong, intelligent role model for many Star Trek fans. Steve, what are your earliest memories from watching Voyager? Um, my earliest memory, I was working part-time in a video shop, and Scorpion was on the TV. In fact, I think think it was Scorpion. I think it was Worst Case Scenario. And um, it was a, a mutiny and Chakotay is trying to take over the ship and he tells Janeway that he's taken over Voyager and she says, you just threatened the wrong woman. And as he blows up her shuttle, she's already transferred across. And I was just, for some reason, it's not something I would usually, I would have usually stopped, but for some reason I had to like, okay, I need to find out what, what, what happens next. And then I watched it all and I was like, okay, now I just need to watch it right from the very start. So I went out and I had a VHS video at the time, which probably nobody knows what that is anymore. <laughs> but I went out and bought the whole lot. Nice. So, so um, yeah, and that's it for me. That's how I got start, started on Star Trek Voyager. And Guy? Well, Steve's missing out a little bit there, but because... Um, I obviously I'm I'm being his brother I know exactly what happened but <laughs> I think we all do not only did he buy them all he came home with like five six I think seven carrier bags full of VHS cassettes and then said we've got a job to do over the next four nights we watched and <laughs> from beginning to finish up until 4.1, the all of Voyager. Um, But that wasn't my entry into Voyager. Um, My entry into Voyager, it was, I started actually, I watched it by chance um, on on TV. It was was airing. The first episode I, I actually watched was Parallax. And I was, yeah, I was hooked. It was, I thought it was amazing. I thought uh the, uh, the crew was different. I thought it was uh, a nice story that they had to get home. Um, yeah, I thought it was. Um, I, I thought it was. I thought it was awesome. I lived in a non-sci-fi house, so how I managed to find Star Trek and get to watch it every week, I still don't get it. I still don't understand that. But um, I loved it. I loved DS Nine, and then now we were getting this new show with a female captain. I knew about it from the magazines and things I'd seen, but the BBC were yet to air it. And I remember the VHS coming out before the BBC had aired it. And I saw it in the shops and I was just like, I've got to get that. 
yeah, I didn't have any means of having any money. So how was I going to get that? Okay. <laughs> it's like, what can I do? So I was like, how can I earn pocket money to get that VHS? Because I want to see it. So a couple of weeks down the line, need to say I got money, got it. And then I realized we don't have a VHS player that works. So I now had this thing oh. and I couldn't watch it. <laughs> 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 and it was just like, oh yeah, right. What am I going to do? Luckily we had an, um, an elderly lady nearby called Rose. I don't know if you remember her. Um, do. She was fantastic. She let us, let me on my own go in there, sit in her front room while she was in the kitchen and I watched the whole thing. Oh, literally, you know, when you watch something and you just immediately from the opening scenes, the opening credits, the whole thing just gels together and you just fall in love with it. Yeah. That was it for me. And so it was it literally for me, it's a journey right from the pilot episode. I didn't see any other episode first. I saw that one and then I just rolled my way with it. Literally to me, Janeway was just awesome from the get-go. Yeah. Uh, Neelix was pointless from the get-go. <laughs> Sadly. Exactly. But that was it. And from that point, I was just a sucker for, 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 for Voyager right the way through. Do you know what, it was brilliant. Do you know what really annoyed me about those early VHS tapes? What? Young Indiana Jones. Oh, my God. They advertised it to death. They did. Every single one. It's like, oh, I'm not, I've not bought it yet. I'm not going to buy it now, am I? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it, it was like if you watched enough VHS tapes with the episodes, you could have seen most of Indiana Jones on it. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah. And they were, they were really long trailers as well. Was it Young Indiana Jones? Yeah. 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 Guy, can you remember last week you won the first round of the Star Trek Voyager quiz? Yes. And you did your little whoop whoop. Yes. I did. <laughs> I did. Yeah. I heard that. Yeah. <laughs> whoop, whoop, whoop. Yeah. Do you think you could win a round two? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you sound very confident. Yeah, you bet your ass. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, please don't bet that. <laughs> okay, let's see how we go. Because uh, you won. I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. start with Steve to give him a chance, okay? Okay. Okay, you ready, Steve? Go. Alright, who was Torres up against for the role of chief engineer? Lieutenant Carey. Well done. In the episode Jetro, the Hakonians were at war with which species? The Talaxians. Well done. In the episode Meld, who murdered a crew member for no apparent reason? Oh my god, I got this wrong. I can't remember it. Come on. Uh, I've passed, I forget. Guy. Lone Sudo. Well done, Guy. Uh, name the holographic Irish village. Fairhaven. Well done. In the episode Author Author, the Doctor writes a novel. What is it called? I got this one wrong. Come on. I, Steve. I didn't know it. I can't remember. Photons be free is the answer to that one. Oh, yes. Uh, what sure. What is Dakota's favourite hobby, Steve? Crashing shuttles. Yeah, it is. I don't know how you knew that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in a season six episode, uh, Paris becomes obsessed with an alien shuttlecraft. What did he call it? This. 
put in? Alice? Oh, yeah, I thought you said Misty for a minute. Uh, Leonardo da Vinci was played by which actor? Jonathan Rhys Davis. Nice. In which episode did Voyager smuggle telepaths through divorce space? Counterpoint. Correct. And who or what was the Raven? Uh, that was Annika Hansen's parents' ship. Correct. Uh, Seven of Nine's parents, yes. Correct. In which episode did Civil War break out in the Q Continuum? Oh, um... Deathwish? Nope. Guy? Q in the grey. Well done. Uh, who played Rain Robinson in the two-part episode Future's End? Sarah Silverman. Well done. Uh, what was the name of the ship Tuvok served on under command of Sulu? The USS Excelsior. Well done, Guy. Uh, Voyager in- out of time. Oh, just, just in there. Um, Voyager encountered which famous pilot who was abducted from Earth in 1937? Amelia Earhart. Correct. In the episode Ex Post Facto, what punishment was given to Tom when he is found guilty of murder? Uh, he had his memories changed in a procedure called an engrammatic purge. But what did it do? Oh, it made him uh, relive the, the last moments of the of the of the victim. But technically, uh, he it was falsified because it wasn't actually him. Yeah, we'd have done. We could have done that little short answer there, guy. That would have been great. But okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is the name of the incumbent fertile phase? The elogium. Correct. Who plays Tuvix? Come on. One of the most annoying people in the world. Come on, guy. No. no Next, idea. Steve. Um, no, I don't know either. Tom Wright and Steve, what rank was the EMH? He didn't have a rank. Correct. And Martha Hackett played which character? Seska. Correct. And in how many episodes did Deanna Troy appear? Three. Correct. And for bonus points, can you name those episodes? Oh, uh... No, I can't. Not even one. Pathfinder? Correct. Um, I don't know the others. I'm okay. really sorry. Guy, do you know those two? Uh, oh, is Endgame one of them? Nope. Endgame part two? No. This is Deanna Troy. Oh. Oh, I no. Know. The other two were Lifeline and Inside Man. No. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, Steve... You had 11 points, and Guy, you only had eight points. So Steve wins this round. So now, after two rounds, it is one all. Oh, the tension. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't told you what round three is yet, have I? It's the two of you outside with giant clubs. (laughs) That's what's standing. (laughs) Well, Steve's going to have to come here because I'm not going there. (laughs) (laughs) It's too far. It's too far away. Yeah. Right, so now we're going to have a look at our ups and downs of each season of the show. We're going to start with season one, and we're just going to see where we go from there, okay? So first thing we need to look at, I think before we actually look at any of the episodes itself, is the opening credits to this show. They are gorgeous. You have some stunning effects on that ship. You've got a glorious-looking vessel itself. You've got some fantastic music. 
up until that point, I don't think we've seen anything look so glorious on Star Trek. That surely they have that has to get an up, right? Yeah, absolutely. You have to remember, obviously, when when this was launched back in the nineties, the, the the comparison we had was 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 Star Trek: um, The Next Generation, and and to a certain extent, Deep Space Nine. But you you've just looked at that and you just thought, oh, you know, it, it, the TNG graphics look really cartoony. Um, and and then when Voyager came on screen, it was like, wow, mm. you know, yeah. just uh, just they, wow. They even managed the reflection of the ship as as it's as it goes over as well. Over, yeah, think... over the rings of Saturn. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just attention to detail for this new show. Yeah, and it's the whole thing. Even the the actual music by Jerry Goldsmith is brilliant, and it works so well with the credits, but also for the show. Mm. You know, it's yeah. much better, much better than DS9's effort, anyway. So we're going to give, are we going to give each thing a credit there, each and up? Are we going to give one for the music, one for the visuals? Da, 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 da. It was just so sort of the way to you could like, all right, that's it. I'm in for Voyager. It didn't matter what was happening around the house. House could be on fire. That's it. You're watching that. <laughs> You'd still be watching Voyager as it burnt yeah. down around you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so can I also? I'd like to give it another up. So it's one up for the intro, but another up for the fact that Chakotay is not singing over it. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah, I think definitely. We already know how that tune goes. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Um, so there is a big shit. No, I'm not gonna do it again. <laughs> okay. So, guy, you you are getting the, our shows first down. Okay. <laughs> you just did that. <laughs> uh, so what about the vessel itself, the ship, about the look of it, the feel of it, and the whole operations? What do you think? I think it looks sexy. I like that the nacelles lift up. Yeah. 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 The, the, mm. the whole fact that when you, when you saw the nacelles move uh, when it went to warp, it was, yeah. Um, I mean, some might argue that's for aerodynamics, but, you know, aerodynamics in space doesn't really work. But it was a great feature um, and it, it did, uh, especially when you saw it um, in the way that they filmed, shot it, um, the, when Tom Paris arrived and you just thought like you get, you get to see as the, as the space shuttle sort of rises up uh, around Geek Space Nine, you're like, wow, wow, mm. that's an awesome ship. She's, she's great. Um, even the little landing struts when they come out, like almost like a T-Rex as she's about to land. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love the landing struts. I thought it was an amazing idea to, to, to do that when mm. uh, it, in the 37s, was it 37s when um, they landed the ship? Yeah. Um, and go into blue alert. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, um, yeah, I thought the landing of the ship was amazing. I think it's a shame we never got to see the captain's yacht. Apparently there was a captain's yacht. Yes, yes, in the middle, yeah, mm. of this of the ship that detaches itself. Surely she would have used that to go off on holidays and stuff. You know that that was her own special escape pod. She used to get away from Neelix. No, I think <laughs> she converted it into her own private dining room. Yeah, because Neelix took her own private dining room. <laughs> All right, so, uh, yeah, talking about Neelix, I mean, surely that is a down. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know. You you always wanted him to have something other than a guide, Mm. other than to be able to cook Leo LaRue's soup or whatever it was, stew. 
you know, why didn't he have some kind of sonic ability? You know, something that made him valuable. What, to, what, to, to curl up on the floor and spin around in circles and then just <laughs> zoom off? I think it's because um, in Living Witness, um, is it Chakotay calls him a hedgehog or is it Tom? I can't remember. <laughs> and I always go back to Sonic the Hedgehog every time I see he picks. Okay. <laughs> Look, the thing is, is for, for for me, yes, he was important in Caretaker because he led them to the Accompans, um, and the, the, introduced them to the Kazon. Um, so it, he was an important plot device in Caretaker. They stumped him too soon, is all I can say. Yeah, by making him the guide and the chef and all that rubbish, just it just yeah it, it kind of almost put him on the back foot straight away mm. ethan phillips could only work with so much i think he did a good job of what he had but I unfortunately agree. he didn't have a lot to work with so no nobody ever opens with my favorite neelix episode is <laughs> <laughs> you you start taking an instant dislike to him as soon as he hugs tuvok and you think oh my god i'm just gonna hate this character mm. <laughs> You're thinking exactly what Tuvok is thinking at that moment. <laughs> I mean, I didn't have the patience for it back then, but I, even now, I think if I think now if I watched it, I'd be like, oh, maybe give it a chance. But he has no redeeming features or qualities for the entirety of seven seasons of Voyager. That's a definite down then. What about Caretaker as a pilot episode? Okay, this introduces the show, the, the whole concept, you know, getting lost in the Delta Quadrant. Some great characters. What do we think about it as a pilot? It's good enough. Um, I think I possibly would have made, given her a stronger reason to destroy the array. But actually, what 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 really get, makes the episode is the way the whole scene where she walks onto the bridge and orders it destroyed. Mm. You know, she owns that place. Yeah. Um, and it's just like that's what exactly what you want your cap your first female captain to do in the first episode is to walk onto the bridge. She owns the place and she's gonna destroy whatever gets in her way. And mm. that's me, I was like, I'm sold. I oh, do you know what I remember the line of from Belana Torres and the response from Chicote. Probably okay. Chicote's best line of seven seasons, but um it, it, it is Belana Torres who is she to, to, to make the decision for us and he turns to her and goes she's the captain yeah simple sweet does the job it, it absolutely just brilliant I mean problem with my problem with caretaker is the glaringly obvious continuity error but um Steve's right there should have been more peril towards Voyager a threat of peril towards Voyager in order to bring sort of her decision a, a lot easier to make rather than to save this unknown race that nobody really cares about. How would you have changed that, Steve? What would you have done? Would you have made the accompanying race different and much more of a threat, as in they had abilities that were dormant as they were, but yet if someone took control of the accompanies, they could manipulate them and use them to destroy large sections of the Delta Quadrant? Is that what you're saying? Or... They shouldn't have made the Kazon so weak. Yeah. I don't. I think the Akampa were a waste of time, honestly. But I think um, the Kazon should have been a little bit stronger. For as weak as they were, was so far 
back that they didn't have like half the stuff that Voyager has. They shouldn't have posed half as many problems yeah. as they did. And I think they should have made the case on stronger and they should have had the case on trying to, um, they should, the array was strong enough to defend itself as well a little bit. Um, but I think the Kazon probably should have tried to partially destroy the array and then tried to scavenge it for the technology in which Janeway said, no, mm. you're not having it. You know, I, I think that probably would have been easier than just having her make the whole decision. Have her hand forced into making the decision. Yes. Yeah. Because I, I feel like a lot of the time you can actually, if you want to, you can sort of like, you can debate the whole shouldn't have destroyed it thing you know decision and it shouldn't have it shouldn't have even got off episode one she should have just gone home <laughs> no for me i think what what would have been nicer had they got down to the accompanying world they whilst they were going up the ancient tunnels they stumbled upon uh like a sort of like an, an old sort of library halfway up or something or some sort of uh vault um, and it it, it shows a, a, a history of the Akampan people essentially um, being these old sort of master race sort of thing that used to manipulate people through mind control and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. And actually the caretaker did uh, the, the entire section a world, you know, a huge favor by by keeping them where they were. Um, and Janeway has to destroy the array to prevent, you know, the accompanies getting free and doing what they used to do. Um, but that that that's probably where I would have gone with it. Yeah, that would have made Kess much more interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah, definitely. We are saying that the decision, the way that was written, if that makes sense, of Janeway having to destroy the array, that is a definite down. I think it is, yeah. It would have given Kess a mean streak too. Exactly. Know? It could have made her a little bit more sort of watchable. At any moment, she could break out into a maniac. That would have been brilliant. Just the yeah. threat of that at any moment. Mm. Um, so we've also established during that conversation that the Kazon are down, correct? Yes, definitely. Yep, and and the Okumpan. Oh, Yeah, you already know how I feel about Okumpan. <laughs> I, I know that they were, they were down, but they were a necessary evil. Mm. Um, because the thing is, is like um, we needed to know that there was some sort of threat. But as far as the writers were concerned, they didn't want to make him too big a threat because they've got to kind of make it realistic that Voyager can survive um, and 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 get by somehow. Um, but because uh, they you know they they didn't know how long the seasons were going to go for because at that time they used to renew things season by season um mm. and the way that they release things it was not like it's not like netflix is now it's like oh yeah we'll order four seasons and based off this one episode it's not it's not it's not done that way um but yeah it was um i, I think kazon were net like i say a necessary evil in that respect so the episode then caretaker as a whole would you give it an up or a down or is it kind of neither Oh. I would think I would give it an up. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I said, yeah. besides from the glaringly obvious continuity error, yeah, it is an up. Let's have a look at Belana Torres. I'm talking about specifically here the decision by Janeway to make her chief engineer. Was that an up or was that a down? I think a definite oh, up. Definite up, because 
her character is in, intriguing as well. Mm-hmm. You know, she's in fact actually the next episode on Parallax is 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 the um, decision make, where Janeway needs to make the decision, and Voyager mm-hmm. is yeah. trapped in some um, singularity event horizon or something, and um, and it, it's there as well. It it, it shows. I like as well. What I liked as well is that Belana didn't always agree with Janeway. So there was always like, she wasn't just a yes person. And you knew she wasn't going to be because she had that Klingon background to go with her. Yes. Also liked as well, a little bit further down the season where they um, separated her genes. When, Faces. When they come up, yeah, is it, is it that one in the... Um, uh, yes, is it, is Spaces. It season, it is season one episode. Yeah, yeah. 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 And um, she's... They separate her human side from her Klingon side. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was an absolutely brilliant Balana episode. I think what makes me give that one an up without a doubt, right, is you've got to remember this is season one, okay? Roxanne Dawson's been playing this character for less than a year, probably only months at this point. And she's having to do an episode where she's got to deal with her Klingon heritage. She's got to confront all of that. She doesn't even really know this character. She's not like Wolf. She's not been playing it seven years. Yeah. She does a brilliant job. She does a great job. Yeah, yeah. You know, so definite, definite up for me, faces. Definite. We have to, to tackle the elephant in the room with regards to season one slash season two. Um, because season one in the UK and season two in the US were slightly different. Um, season one in the UK ended on the 37s, whereas That's true. Uh, yeah. season uh it ended on learning curve in, in the US. Um, now, we uh, also, there were three episodes of season two um, actually took place in season one, um, but they moved it because they just thought it was not themat- thematic for season one um, because of the way that the, the timelines work. Um, so the um, episode projections directed by Jonathan Freaks. Elogium and um, Twisted were all originally season one episodes. Um, ah. But um, they were moved to season two because of, uh, as, as I said, a, a thematic um, a, a choice. But yeah, um, as, as, as far as Faces is concerned, yeah. Um, my, my, do you know what? I, my, I've got a down of Belana Torres. Okay terrific actress she played the role well she had some sort of verbal defect that she couldn't say the word chicote chicote it's like is this a new hair shampoo that's coming out it was just yeah i just it would used to every time she said his name annoyed the bejesus out of me um yeah i was like like okay right is this like chakotay's evil twin <laughs> chakotay it's like oh my god say his name right dear yeah that was my down about balana yeah. torres okay so balana's speech <laughs> she was the only one that called him that everyone else called him chakotay it's like okay uh why <laughs> yeah yeah that wasn't great was it um so going back to Kes as a whole as a character do you think that she does go in the down or do you think she was just it wasn't her fault as an actress it wasn't the character's fault it was just it was wasted potential where would where would you give it an up or down i i think when you look at season one 
you know, name me a Kez episode. This is it. Yeah. There isn't one. You can't name me a Kez episode because there isn't one. Well, there, there were supposed to be, but they moved it. And don't forget, she does have a role to play in Time and Again. Oh, she does. Yes. Yeah. That's oh, her headache. That's the um, Polaric Explosion yeah. episode, isn't it? You, do you know, there's only, there's the biggest reason I love Time and Again is there's just one scene between Tom Paris and Catherine Janeway. And he's, he's trying to um, bring her to task on the Prime Directive. Mm. And she just dismisses it. Yeah. As in, well, I'm here now, so it doesn't apply. And it's just like, wow. Okay, because she's there, it doesn't apply. So you already know that she set out her stall straight away. That the prime directive is not going to be important to her for the next seven years. <laughs> Do you say that was an up or a down? I think that's an yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, def- definitely an up. Um... Yeah, I think that there's. This is the thing when you when you're very first watching the series, you're looking for the little little markers of like how is Janeway? How is this captain going to set set themselves out? Um, and you know, you knew straight away from the end of Caretaker that she owned the bridge. She's going to be authoritative when she needed to be. And in time, time and again, she just dismisses Paris like, well, I'm here now, you know, so it doesn't apply. It's like asking Chakotis for his opinion. doesn't matter what it is. She's still going to do whatever she wants anyway. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. Uh, while we're talking about um, time and again, can I just give a down to the kid in that one? Yeah. Oh God, I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you know at one of the at one of the um San Diego cons, they absolutely slaughtered the kid. Really? Um what the one of the people that made the episode, one of the directors, as it's um Michael Pillar or David, I can't remember which one it was, so don't quote me. Oh. But they were like, the only problem with that episode was the kid. <laughs> and they wish Tom had eaten him. <laughs> Oh yeah. yeah, I just that kid was just too too um try hard. I think is the correct word to use. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, and the, the less said about the outfits in that, no, I don't like the outfits. Yeah. But, that's... Mm. but that's what they were wearing in Kalto Province. <laughs> I know, so would allow it. <laughs> Definitely Primark special. <laughs> yeah. Um. So what about I would I'd like to talk about um Seska as a character. Uh, I want to give an up to Martha Haggett because she's awesome and she makes that role distinct. Yeah. But also, she's I think the character is great. Yep. But I want to give it down to the fact that I think she was the character was underutilized. I think they could have made so much more out of her. They could have played it over maybe a season or two in the ship. She could have even like set decoys and had some uh, set another character up when they were looking for them for the traitor and that character could have taken a fall and gone to the brig for several episodes before the final revelation. I think they could have just played it a lot better. Yeah. Well, just, I mean, just think about it. Even if they'd taken away the traitor, mm-hmm. she could have been Voyager's Garrick. Yeah. Brilliant. You know, she could have been the dark character and it would have been brilliant. You know, I mean, there's one episode in season one where Tom and, and Neelix are arguing over Kaz. And you know that if you really wanted to, Tom could have got Seska to kill Neelix. (laughs) (laughs) 
no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But you, but you know what I mean? They missed an opportunity to have um, a character that we could have learned about Cardassian customs, uh, their way of life. Um, I know, I mean, they were already on Deep Space Nine, but this was an, a unique opportunity to have really had a Cardassian on the bridge or, you know, somewhere in engineering. She was a scientist, wasn't she? Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, I just felt like they missed a little bit there. They went straight to the traitor role because she was a Cardassian. Mm. Mm. But again, I think that's an opportunity. But I also think had they eked it out a bit more, you could have had her eventually leave the ship in season three, kind of join somebody else, maybe even get to the point where she gets like captured by the Borg and becomes like a Borg consort, if you will, or something like that. So you see her coming back in the last episodes of hers and she's actually Borgdrome. And she has like been sent by the Borg Queen to take out Janeway. And Janeway's just like, oh, for God's sake. I think it was missed opportunities. Um, yeah, Guy, I know you want to say it. I'll say it for you. Neenix's lungs should not have been given back. That down, down, down. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's not. It isn't just Neelix's lungs. <laughs> there's a, to be to be fair. There's there's a few episodes in here that that really needs to be discussed as downs because yeah. I think there is an episode called Cathesis or Cathexis. I hate this episode with a passion. The story writer or the storyteller in this particular episode tried to make us think that there's this strange force forced in Tuvok to do weird things. It's like, we all knew it was Chakotay. I mean, why? It was infuriating as an episode. It's like, and the thing is, it's like, what if we made it more infuriating? Is that the, the crew took so long to get there. It's Chakotay. You don't expect them to hurry, do you? <laughs> <laughs> Seven years later, they're still like, look <laughs> Yeah, it was just it was so so painful. And uh, yes, the, I mean there were there were a couple of episodes, and the, the, but yeah, I mean Neelix's lungs from Phage, and then you had the emanations episode. Oh my god! Oh, let's go to the next emanation. Oh, shut up! <laughs> um, Heroes and Demons was also a terrible episode because I I hate I hate any episode that were trying to name the Doctor. Oh, I do know. I didn't I didn't like Heroes and Demons. No, I don't like it. It's just no. a horrible episode. That's a down for me. Yeah, definite. Um, mm. Emanations is a down just because Harry shouldn't have come back. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Cathesix uh, is definitely a down because Chakotay shouldn't have come back. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. And Jetro is a down for the simple reason that Neelix was diagnosed with a fatal illness and they didn't utilise that <laughs> to take him out. <laughs> right. I'll I tell you what, I'm going to... I'm just going to be a little bit pickety on Jetro because it one it annoyed me because this was a guy um, who managed to make a weapon that killed everyone in Neelix's family but Neelix. Like, come on, <laughs> Do you know he, you missed the one important guy that we're stuck <laughs> with. <laughs> and um, I have to say though, as an episode, I thought Ethan Phillips did it brilliantly. I thought he yeah. was excellent. Um, and I liked I liked it. I liked that that um Neelix forgave him at the end so that he could pass, so that Jetro could pass. Uh, I, I liked I liked the story. I thought it was a very good story. Yeah. Um, so whilst I know that you know we're not fans of Neelix and everything, 
I felt that actually it w- it was very well acted. Yeah, um, I've I've got that as a positive. The actual story itself yeah. is good, and it should get an up. Yeah. yeah, and I think Ethan Phillips should get an up for it too because I thought he did brilliantly in it. Yep, yep. So, what about Eye of the Needle? I like that episode. Oh, great episode. I was just going to bring up Eye of the Needle because before mm-hmm. you said about Seska, what I wanted to discuss about, because we were talking about season one, I wanted to discuss the best crew episode in season one. And I thought Eye of the Needle was it. As a crew episode, yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. I, I, think, I think as a standalone episode, Eye of the Needle just yeah, really had, it was a great crew episode. Yeah, it gets, it gets an up for me. And it's a little sad ending. You knew something wasn't going to be quite right with that, and it was quite horrible. You know? Yeah, I think that add, that adds to the story, though. That's what made it really good. Prime Factors. Um, I love that episode. Yeah, it's a great episode. Um, it's just, it's kind of, um, it, 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 it kind of starts crossing the the line of as to what, you know, how, how they're going to be able to, um, live by the prime directive in, in a, and see how it affects other other races mm. um you know it, it's, it's, it's a nice sort of moral quandary that they've got i think it was probably one of my favorite episodes of of, of, of early voyager mm. um so before we move on to season two just one last thing i'd like to say about season one um i'm gonna give it i want to give it an up okay um i think it was badly done but i want to give it an up the phage, the Vidians, the concept of that, I think is great. I think it's very dark. I think it could have been fantastic, but I don't think it was used very well. But I still want to give it an up. What do you guys think? I agree. I agree. There was something different. They weren't weak. And it gave the Doctor a story too, and a really good story at that too. So, um, yeah, I abs- I think the Vidians were a plus for Voyager. Yeah. I-, I would say my final thing on season one would be um, an up for the 37s, because I thought that was an excellent episode to end on with the ship landing as well, because I thought that was brilliant. So they got- that gets an up from me. Yeah, and it was, although that was season two in the States, it was season one over here, and I, I agree. Um, uh, I think it was a, a-, a wonderfully sort of uh, written episode as a... As, uh, you know, it was the reason why Amelia Earhart got what you know went missing and stuff. So yeah, absolutely. No offense, I've got that as a down purely because I thought it was too on the nose and somewhat cheesy. Fair enough. But I was disappointed that Amelia didn't join the crew. I think she should have joined Voyager. So that's why I gave it a down. Mm, yeah. It gets a plus because of you two, so that's fine. Yeah. We can't always agree. Right, so now on to season two. Right, before we before we get going, I'm giving season two as entirety, despite having some good standalone episodes, a down. Yeah, me too. Yeah, fair enough. I've got more downs than I have ups, so I agree with okay, that. The less time we spend on season two, the better, because <laughs> the thing is, me we've said in the past that. There, you know, normally the first three seasons of any sort of decent science fiction are normally perfect. Worst season ever. But TNG season two, same thing. Yeah. Star Trek Deep got Space Nine. Thing with that. Season two, awful. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, but TNG, if I remember correctly, they had a writer's strike going against them at the time, didn't they? Oh, I don't know. Couldn't afford Beverly Crusher, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's a dome. That's a massive dome. Yeah. Um, to me, big. let's just quickly go through some downs. I say pretty much every episode, threshold, down, 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 down. Uh, the thought, I don't know what they were thinking. <laughs> what? I, I, no idea. Tuvix, down. Tattoo, down. And tattoo, down. Neelix, down. Tattoo. <laughs> That's the rubber tree people, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, the whole Neelix, Kess, Paris thing, down, 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 down. Non sequitur, down. Initiations, burnt down. Projections. Death wish was all right. I thought life signs was all right. Yeah, I've got life sciences and up. Um, gotta say though, with projections, even though you say it's down, I would actually say it's a great EMH episode. And you, Robert, it's one of the first times Robert gets to work with more material. So I would give that an up. It was okay. Uh, projections is, is actually yeah. an okay. Uh, J- Jonathan Freights is the director of that episode. Yeah, projections was good. I would give prototype an up for the plot. Okay, I think the actual idea of it. Is it good? Prototype zero, 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 one. It's waiting for an old, yeah, yeah. But the robots, down. Do you know what I mean? I, I, this is meant to be a sci-fi show set in the future, not something from 50 years ago. I don't, again, yeah. no idea what they were thinking with that. Um, but one of my favourite episodes early on, it probably actually meld with t- um, Tuvok. You get to see him kind of being... Oh my god, His you emotions like that episode? No, I like it because Tuvok gets more to do than just walking around going, Oh, I'm a Vulcan. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I have no emotion. Yeah, this is a, this is him struggling with yes. Them. So yeah, it's yeah, I, I agree. I, I like that. And it also gives the introduction of Lon Suda, who actually could easily have become a great character, I think, had he stayed on the ship, just going around. To be to be honest, any episode that followed Threshold was going to be good. <laughs> Threshold, no, 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 that is oh, yeah. it's rank episode. The one episode that stands alone is probably the only up in this this season. Um, is actually Dreadnought. Yes, I like Dreadnought too. Mm. Who knew the Cardassians could be that clever? <laughs> but yeah, it's a, it's a good episode. But I think Death Wish is good. I did. Death I didn't mind Death right. Wish. I like Death. I Wish. mean, it was it's it's I the like, reintroduction yeah. of Q into into the into the canon, and I did like Death Wish because because you get to see Janeway. It's very interesting. She conducts a hearing for an asylum relating to the suicidal Q's right to die, and it's not long. You know, you've got two Vicks in the same season where she's just like, "No, you don't deserve to live." It's just like <laughs> the two contrasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, you're absolutely right. Do you know what what I don't get about season two is the absolute goddamn awful continuity error of an episode called Non Sequitur. No, okay. Well, Explain, Harry Kim. If you were to try and describe him to someone, you would say, "Well, he was a very young boy who missed home a lot." And he was homesick, and that's all he ever heart gone about was getting home. And oh, my folks back home, my folks back home. That's all he went about. And then he woke up one day home, 
effing stay there then. <laughs> that's just the best there oh look here he is he's back home just that's turn it. the episode off it's stay all there you're home <laughs> and then Janeway's like finally I got rid of him <laughs> um, do you think they could have had more fun with Deadlock uh, it's a great episode is that the one with Schism um Yes. replicates the ship. Uh, I think it yes. could have been a two-parter. I think it could have been. I think, again, you've got a shame that it was Harry couldn't have kind of got attacked by the Vidians and then threw the baby into the other Voyager and then the skin closed. <laughs> <laughs> I would have accepted that. Uh, but I, I don't know. I think it was a good episode. It was. I like the fact it was quick. It was beat, 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 yeah. beat. Yeah, yeah, it, it didn't waste any time, did it? It, it was good. Mm. Uh, my, my only problem Definitely. with Deadlock is, but... is that... Right. The, the, the way that they used to release the videos, okay, is, is that they used to have two episodes per video, didn't they? Um, and Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Deadlock was on... Was, was, was before... Um, was it after investigations or before innocence? The thing is, it was surrounded by two awful, awful episodes. <laughs> innocence was the one where Tuvok was essentially a childminder for a day, and um, investigations. Investigations, was, was the... yeah. I, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. I would give innocence an up because I liked the story. Oh well, because they aged in reverse. Because that was the children. That's where they. Go, they go from yeah. old to young, and they were supposed to die, yeah. weren't they? I know, I, I can't get it. Yeah, I, I liked, I liked the concept I of the story. The kids, the kids annoyed the crud out of me. Oh my god, guy, you don't get on with kids, do you? In in sci fi, really? Oh, not really. I want, the, I wanted them to die. I wanted the Morok to come and eat them. I was like, <laughs> yeah, at least this episode was over. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no generational sci-fi for you then, guy, because all the kids would be dead. <laughs> well, I think, do you know what? It can be, they, they can be done well. Mm. Um, but it just, yeah. No, the thing is, like, also, I mean, it was hard to ignore that one of the kids was on a, like, a sitcom as well, that just, yeah, it was very annoying. Okay, uh, let's skip straight to the season finale then. Basics. Um, I like it. I think it's a nice build-up, oh. definite up, and it's one of the first times where the ship is actually under threat, you know, significantly, um, and they actually lose the vessel. But I want to give a there's two downs I want to give here, and the first one is how did Janeway or none of the command crew realize that the Kazon were targeting the section of the ship that would not allow the self-destruct to activate? How did they not realize that would happen? They should be aware of what all the systems are. And someone should have said, why are they targeting that? What does it do? What happens if that goes down? So the fact that when they tried to activate the self-destruct, it didn't work because they'd been targeting that one section of the ship. And Jingwei's face is almost like, <gasps> shock, horror. No, she should have known. That's a down. Yeah. And also Jingwei's over-the-top dramatic reaction when she is slapped by um, Color on the bridge, whatever his name. What's his name? Marge Color, isn't it? Marsh Carl. Yeah, yeah, when she he slaps her down, 
and she's like, oh, I'm like, no, this is not Shakespeare. You're a captain. (laughs) I'm going to reveal one of my downs about Janeway later on. She, (laughs) right. I'll tell you what, no, let's get into it now. We might as well. The hair? It is the, no, the hair, I don't mind the changing of the hair over the seasons. It kind of, and and that was the big continuity area and caretaker. But the, the, the big, the biggest thing for me is whenever Catherine Janeway is experiencing some sort of pain, she acts like she's having some sort of sex dream. Okay. It's, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. it's like, oh my God, can you do something else, please? Because it was it was just as infuriating when when um when when Ben Cisco used to get like upset or emotional, he used to shake his head or <laughs> and it's like, oh my god, just do something different. And and it's like she did it in Caretaker when when the, the needle was going in her chest. And she's like, ah, ah, ah. It's like, oh my God, do something different, please. Oh my God. What, what would you have had her do as a director guy? I don't know, scream, do something. Yeah, it just the fact that they managed to just every time, it's like, yeah, let's just, yeah, just, let's, let's go with the sex dream <laughs> thing. Yeah, I just think that they could have been done better. And it's every time she's experienced some, some sort of, you know, uh, pain of some description. It's ah, 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 ah. All right, all right, dear. You're be voiced over by James much. Earl Jones. Mm, you just hit the spot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Uh, yeah, I do agree. She was, some of her sounds in that respect were a bit too odd for a captain, but. She, you know, she's having a spike put for a chess guy. I think I'd be going. Ah! <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. it's like, it, but the thing is, it was far too close to sex sounds, oh, and it was just sort of like, okay. I don't know. Okay, I'm not going to let that get down for the simple reason I've never heard Jamie sex sounds. Have you? Can you compare them? <laughs> yes. When? Yeah, it goes. It goes like this. <laughs> oh, oh, we move on. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, right, so on to season three after that. Um, basics part two, great conclusion. Up. The shoot, I would give it down. I didn't like it. The swarm, false yeah. prophets, remember sacred ground. I think flashback was good. I like flashback. Flashback, positive. Yeah, definitely. I thought that was, that was really good. Guest appearance from Captain Sulu. What's not to like? Yeah. yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't like the whole "help me to box" stuff. That got annoying, annoying very quickly. But mm. um, uh, yeah, yeah, it was a very good episode. Okay, um, Kes Warlord, Warlord, get an Brilliant. hour. Got to get an hour. The finest hour. Oh, the yes. finest hour. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Without a doubt. Um, the Q and the Grey. I want to give it up as well. I know because you actually seen the consequences of what happened in Death Wish. Yes. Yeah. And I think, yeah, absolutely. I think that's important. You, you know, the, the continuum's under threat. And of course, with what's going on in Star Trek Picard at the moment, that's an interesting episode to rewatch at the moment. Yeah. Um, and Janeway going full Ripley in Macrocosm 
Oh, oh yeah. Love it. Great episode. Yeah. Great absolutely episode. love it. Has to get it up. Yeah. Whoever decided to give her a rifle that they we've never seen on the show, we'll just pull these out. You know, didn't use them in basics or anything like that. We'll just whip these out, use them now, yeah. and give Janeway a really good outfit and have her go around the ship in it. Brilliant decision. Absolutely yeah. brilliant. Um, like you said, flashback. I like Coda for the simple reason it's a nice time loop mm. death episode for Janeway she gets to die lots of different ways lots of times and Dakota gets to go oh, 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 lots of times <laughs> be with me Catherine <laughs> uh, I wasn't a big fan like Coda. of Coda mm. it gets elevated because of its previous episode which is called uh, Alter Ego um, which is when Tuvok falls in love with a hologram and, and it's like oh and, and the thing is, so when when you when you suffer that episode, uh, and then you get Coda, it's like, oh wow, this is amazing compared to the last episode. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, you know, it just yeah, and then Blood Fever with the whole pond far thing mm. after. So Coda really stands alone as some you know a highlight in that area. Mm. Yeah, it um, does. Um, but I'm, like, see, Darkling was terrible in my opinion. Yeah, Rise was awful. Favorite Son was awful. Bad, bad. Harry um, should have stayed with the women. <laughs> <laughs> um, they would have sent him back after a while. <laughs> he would send him back in a show. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know what to do. And Jamie's like return to sender. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I like um, that. no, I like uh, before and after as well. That's a good test. Well, me and you just discussed that recently. Yeah. Um, well, my, that's a down for me actually, really? um, because of, because of the continuity error. Yes, but is that the continuity error? Does it lie in before and after, or does it lie in the killing game? Mm. I'd say the killing game. That's the um. Yeah, Holocaust maybe, but World War. I, I, I think maybe the episode. writers should realise that, yeah, that they, they did reveal. Did you mean oh, the year I, I don't know. Uh, oh, sorry, hell. yes, year of hell, not killing game. Yeah, yeah sorry. That's why, that's why I was a bit confused. Yeah, sorry. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think, I think for me, um, as much as it, uh, the concept was good and um, I enjoyed seeing, um. Tom and Harry have some sort of incestuous relationship with other members of the family. Um, it was, uh, yeah, it was actually a, a, a well-written episode. It's just that big continuity error kind of lets it down. Mm. Um, I want to give one big up, okay? It's the episode of Real Life. Now, hang on, guy. I know it's not a great episode. I don't like it. But I want to give it an up purely because of Bellana's tweaks to the Doctor's holographic family. She enjoyed that. You know she did. <laughs> that deserves an up. Okay? Yeah, it does. Right. Um, we're going to have to end this right now so I can drive down to where Toby lives <laughs> and I so I can throttle him for giving real life an up. No, I'm not giving the episode <laughs> oh an up. I'm giving Bilana's actions and changes to the holographic family an up. The episode, no, yeah, that's a down. Agree. All right, but then... She wasn't mean enough. She wasn't mean enough. <laughs> I think she should have been more brutal. <laughs> Pretty um. Yeah, I mean, it was a family show, guy. Damn. Family show. Damn. I know. I I don't care. I really wouldn't. I just 
if if my my down should have been that is like the, the, her son should have been a, a like a serial killer um the, the oh. wife would have left him for um a younger more handsome hologram and then um, sued him for child support yeah 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 <laughs> uh what else we've got we've got great episode we missed out futures end yeah wow that's, that's a definite yeah. up definite oh up. yeah um, yeah, yeah. And just, I'd like to give Rain Robertson an up. I think Sarah Silverman did a great job with that. She character. did. She did. She, she, she absolutely did. did. Yeah. yeah. And and do you know what the the whole Captain Braxton thing and yeah. the way they t- interweave that to future episodes, brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Brilliant. And I think it's a shame though that Sarah Silverman couldn't have come on board the show. I think she'd have been an interesting dynamic between her and Tom had she been able to stay somehow on Voyager. I know timelines and etc. You can't do that, but it would have been interesting. I yeah. did. I did like as well. I did like um, the end of Unity. It's um, yeah, Unity was the next the one. Chakotay episode, and it's not especially. It's not anything special, but when it gets to the end of Unity and you see the Borg skull, you're like, ah, oh, mm. oh, here we go. You know, you you you're like, oh, soon. It's soon. You know, it's. Mm. The Borg is going to happen soon, you know. So I, uh, I would say I, I liked that about Unity anyway. You were kind of knew the show was about to kind of head into a different direction. This was going yeah. to become much more serious in nature. I'll tell you what, there's, uh, there's, there's, there's one, there's one lady that appears, and her name, her name crops up time and time again, and 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 she deserves essentially the biggest down, right now. Lady called Lisa Clink, right? So, Love her, she's brilliant. No, no, Stephen, really, no. So, she was responsible for Displaced, Favorite Son, Blood Fever. Um, she was with Sacred Ground, Remember. Oh, okay, no, no. can't really. No, she... You can give her a down for that lot. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. She was she, she was responsible for Warlord, but that's probably her for saving grace. But everything else, big down. What about worst case scenario? Ah, oh, best episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, actually, love, second the best it. episode. Scorpion. Yeah, that that that's it. You got worst case scenario, and then what's it? Two episodes later, I think it is. You got Scorpion Part One. I mean, what a way to end a season. Yeah, oh, yeah, great, absolutely great. I mean, is this or is it not almost as good as Best of Both Worlds Part One? You've got that massive cliffhanger, and you're like, this is just awesome way to end the season. The Borg are here, but not only are they here, they're under threat from something that they can't deal with. And it's like, this is the Borg. I love yeah. it. Do you know what? It, it's as a two-parter, absolutely tremendous. In fact, I think it's fairly close to one of the top three episodes uh, or a top three uh, of, of all Voyager. My only down is that god-awful story that Jacoti tells us about the scorpion and the fox. <laughs> I mean, I know it's the reason why they call it scorpion, but oh my god. Like, <laughs> oh, it's in my nature. Oh, shut up, Jacoti. <laughs> oh, god. Do you know what? I agree. That should get down. But... <laughs> 
it's like, it's like, oh, the thing is, as soon as you knew he was going to tell us a story, it's like, oh, there's going to be some sort of moral thing here. And it's like, oh, why are we listening to this? Janeway's never going <laughs> to listen to him anyway. So what's the point? <laughs> it's just, oh my God. Jane, Janeway's already three steps ahead. She's like, okay, Chikoda, yeah, right, fine. I'm just, I've, I've done this, yeah. so don't bother. It's done. What what you what you don't see is off off screen is her looking at her watch tapping it going, come on <laughs> wind it up go crazy sky spirits <laughs> oh yeah so I think Scorpion is a fantastic cliffhanger and also we get the introduction of Jerry Ryan brilliant idea brilliant yes, actress yeah. I knew her from yeah. before this she did a show called Dark Skies and she played like a a Russian agent in the set in the sixties she is awesome in it. She could easily have done like Sydney Bristow type stuff. Brilliant character. To bring her on to this show was a stroke of genius. When she came in, initially, I think I was a bit worried about her overshadowing, and she did, but that was not her fault. That was the writer's fault. She was rich material. The character is rich. Yeah. You can do so much with. So they all jumped towards and gravitated towards writing for that role. And I don't blame them. And it was like they had three seasons to make up for. Exactly. You know, this was fresh meat. You've been writing crap for Harry. You've been writing rubbish for Tom. But now you've got a, an ex-Borg drone that's Jerry Ryan. I mean, who are you going to write for? Let's be real. You're not going to write for yeah. Tom, are you? So it's a great one. Jerry's brilliant in the role. Uh, the only downside for me is they stuck her in that awful cat suit. Um, I didn't like it. I thought it was too... Um, you know, here, I, here it is, boys, look at this, isn't it great kind of attitude? And yeah, yes, it was yeah. the era. It was. I mean, look what they did with Deanna Troy. The crap they put oh, her in. But yet, yeah, you stick either of those two actresses in the proper uniform. You saw Deanna Troy towards the end of the season seven, she was wearing the proper uniform. You look at yeah. um, Seven of Nine, she wore it in, was it Relativity? She wore the proper um, blue uniform. And she looked much better like that she re- they really do i think the women just sometimes aren't weren't treated with a lot of um respect in that respect you know they were kind of thrown up as sex objects and that, that shouldn't have yeah. shouldn't have happened yeah uh, kate mulgrew was absolutely right she was the tna yeah exactly um and before we move on to season four one more thing down none of us have mentioned it distant origin is it just easier to say down to every episode that starts with a Gucci Moya. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought the the distant origin was had an intriguing type story. I think it was just the way they. Oh, it could have been better. I I agree. Maybe it is a down. What do you mean? Maybe. I uh, it was when I was looking at it the other day, right? Because I was watching a couple of these getting prepared. I thought I'll give it a go, and I realised something. I think it's a sequel to Threshold. I don't think they were lizards when they set off from Earth. <laughs> I think they went faster than Warp 10 and all turned into goddamn lizards. Could be, could be, you never know. But whatever it is, it shouldn't have happened. Oh, <laughs> Now, moving on to season four, we get Janeway's new hairstyle up. Um, we get Scorpion part two, big up, huge up. Season four is it's, it's the best. It is the best. It's got the it's got some 
an amazing, amazing episode. And in my opinion, um, just some really, really clever stuff. Oh, and, yeah, but it just keeps coming thick and fast, guy. Mm. It's it's just episode after episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some very clever episodes in here. Um, and you just think, um, there, there, don't get me wrong, there are some downs in season four. Yeah, I would say mostly ups. Mostly ups. Okay, mostly let's have a look ups. at the downs then, get them out of the way. Concerning flight, mortal coil, respect and visit B. There we go. Yes, essentially, yeah. Um, I do want to put in a, a, a seven episode in there called One. I uh, didn't really like that one, um, but uh, yeah. Otherwise, um, I think I agree with the. Uh, um, I I would oh, disagree about. Oh my god! We'll get to more to call in a minute. I would disagree about one though. I think even though it's a seven episode, it's actually a good one because it kind of deals with her being part of this huge collective, then having gone down to being part of the Voyager collective, and then now having to be on her own. Isn't that almost every seven episode? <laughs> 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 no but i think this one does it quite well so i wouldn't necessarily give it a down i didn't really like retrospect no what were they thinking it's just what i've put here what were they thinking in capital letters if you're going to deal with that subject matter which needs to be dealt with don't get me wrong um it should be do dealt it pro- with though better do it properly do it right yeah. don't do it that way yeah that, it wasn't dealt with right i don't think no, I don't um, think it was either. Mortal Coil, guy going back to that one. Oh it gets it down purely because Seven brought Neelix back to life. I mean, people, when will they learn? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, concerning Fly, yeah, that's Da Vinci. Janeway just goes on the hunt for a hologram. It's like, just write another one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I tell you what, the, the one of the best videos of the entire season of the VHS cassettes, Scientific Method, Year of Hell, was on the same video. And, oh my, what a video that was to watch. I mean, Scientific Method was just, it was like, oh, so is this what you wanted to do? Force me to make rash decisions by upping up my dopamine levels and then flying through a binary pulsar. Just brilliant brilliant yeah um yeah it was excellent uh, even i i just seen i mean doctor seven of nine everyone had to put to play their part um and it was just great episode best cassette of the entire season i think the only down the only downside to your hell was the reset at the end of it it was pretty obvious yeah kind of halfway through that that's where they're going yeah i agree but that was meant to be originally the idea was it was going to go over a whole year now i like the idea of that seeing this boy you get ruined over the course of a whole year but i i also think had they done that and then reset everything at the end of a whole season of stories i'd have been a bit annoyed it would have been dallas again wouldn't it yeah they i think they did the right thing but just doing it over the the two episodes also message in a bottle (gasps) up 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 up. superb ricardo brilliant Robert Picardo gets an up. Andy yeah. Dick gets an up. I mean, if you ever need a replacement hologram, he has to be your guy, surely. I absolutely hate Andy Dick, but he was great in this. Brilliant. Yeah. 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 Uh, the Prometheus. Gorgeous shit. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Gorgeous what, shit. What a great concept. Also, I'd give the Herodian an up 
for their introduction when they were really tall before they got shrunk in the wash. Whatever happened to them, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, I liked Hunters and Prey. I was going to say Prey, Hunters, both episodes really good. Um, yeah. Obviously, sorry, uh, Species 8472 should get an up as well because they're quite vicious. They're, yeah. We still, even now, we don't know too much about them. You know, we don't know enough. Um, Killing Game, Fantastic Two-Parter. Yeah. Um, a mega directive, living witness, you know, it just keeps coming. The season just gives and gives and gives. Yeah. It's a phenomenal season. I, I think even even um at the end of Year of How on, on that video cassette, they had random thoughts, and even that was good. You know, it was a, just a standalone one where somebody traded in random thought. Um, and it was just even the I think the effects of that was really good. Seeing what Tuvok had seen in his life right. in the sp- in a space of sort of like between sort of like 10 and 15 seconds, they made it look brilliant. Mm. Absolutely brilliant. So, oh, did you have the original VHS? The, the collector's yes. one, like 1.2, 1.2, 9 and yes. that So you would mm. have had Scientific Method and then Year of Hell Part 1. And yeah. then the next one would have had Year of Hell Part 2. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, because yeah. I, I got them when they came out as the movies, so I had the movie ah. one with Year of Hell on it. So it was no app, uh, no back, no middle break or anything. You just watch the whole thing all the way through. No, uh, you're no. Right. Last time on Star Trek Voyager. All <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> you know, and you get little clips from five years uh, ago. Now, see, now I, 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 I tell you what, I, I praise season four for a lot of things, but I actually liked their season closer and hope and fear. I thought it was brilliant. really, really clever. Really clever. Yeah. Um, especially yeah, brilliant. The, the, the selling and the way it was sold. And, you know, you, you kind of convince him, well, this is it. They're getting home. Brilliantly written. Brilliantly yeah. written. Yeah. I, ha- I have to say, the only thing that got me about Hope and Fear was at the time I'd sat down and I was thinking, right, Scorpion last time. What am I getting this time? And I geared myself up for this most amazing thing. Mm. And I was like, it was still good, but I was still, I was like, oh, it's all over in one episode. Okay. Uh, so I had that little like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, whereas they, yeah, I usually, get that. they always usually end up on a two-part on, on these ones. But yeah. this is, this just completed season four nicely. Mm. Yeah. There, was no, there was no lead into season five. I think I read somewhere, again, this may have been debunked, I'm not sure, that Year of Hell was supposed to be the season three cliffhanger. But then they decided to bring in Jerry Ryan and the Borg. So they brought the Borg story early, and it meant that they ended up with Year of Hell in the middle, which is why you've got Year of Hell and Killing Game in the middle of the season. Uh, that's because they just made First Contact, wasn't it? Yes. Um, they wanted to use the Borg Queen. They wanted to... You know, made the most out of that exactly um but yeah. i think i would have personally taken killing game pushed it to the end of the season and i would have made it a three-parter like i said we said this before and i would have had the final of season four as the fall of voyager to the erosion and then season five would have opened up with a two-part episode like a movie which would have been the current killing game that we have if that makes sense so you'd have extended yeah. it more because imagine seeing the fall of voyager again we did it in basics but now you're doing it to the erosion. The, the final scenes would have been them stuck in the um, hollow decks without any knowledge of who they are. 
that would have been a fantastic cliffhanger for a whole year you know for the whole summer you'd have been like whoa yeah 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 So now on to season five. Um, where do you want to start? There's, again, so many good episodes in this. Steve, what's your favourites? Uh, oh, in season five, mm. I didn't... I, actually, I didn't mind Timeless, despite it being Chakotay and Kim. I thought it was actually a, a good a good one. But my favourite is when Janeway decides she's going to steal a transwarp coil from a disabled Borg ship. Um, it's a two-part, a dark frontier. Um, and I'm sure I've probably said about it before on previous ones, but it's the fact that Janeway's got got no worries. There's no fear. She's gonna go, she's gonna heist, and she's gonna steal a transwarp coil. Mm. It's amazing from start to finish, and, it, and it's my favorite, one of my favorite episodes actually. Guy, there's a, a couple of terrible episodes in season five. Yeah, but I, one of my favorite ones is Latent Image. Yes, brilliant Doctor episode just fantastic um and you know and, and the reasons you know why his memory's been uh, er- erased and yeah just just brilliant um and the way that all they're all whacked in it, it, I, I, I absolutely love it the ep- the episode before late image counterpoint is excellent as well that's what yeah that's what yeah. i want to give it up definitely counterpoint gets it up purely because of the mental dance between janeway and the devore inspector yeah. Two of them kind of dance around each other. It's it's gorgeous to watch. It really is. Could have been a two parter. Yes. Oh yeah. 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 I just love it. The the scene where she's on on the bridge and the, and they choose the music. Mm. And then he's like the neutrino missions are at such and such. And then he says, "Oh no, they're not there." And she mm. says, "Well, that was the theme for this evening, wasn't yeah. it?" Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And she just plays it so cool. It's brilliant. Um Absolutely, absolutely amazing episode. Loved, loved every minute of it. Um, in the flesh also needs to get a shout. Yep. Um, yeah. Just one of the really standalone episodes of season five. Mm. Um, sadly, sadly, really sadly, linked with um, the follow-up episode, which clearly they'd spent a lot of money on in the flesh, and they just decided that, do you know what? Let, let's just spend 20 quid and a just throw an episode out there and make it the worst episode of season five. Once upon a time. Yeah. Oh my word. <laughs> oh. Neelix and bedtime stories are two things that should never go together. <laughs> Neelix bedtime stories and one of the worst things to come out of Voyager, Naomi Wildman. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I think I, I like the Think Tank episode. Yes. Mm. Yes, with uh, Jason Alexander. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Where um, she leaves him trying to get to get himself out of trouble at the end, which is absolutely brilliant. Prime directive and all, you know. Uh, yeah. Thirty days. Todd writing a letter. Who cares? <laughs> do you do you know the only thing I really liked about the thirty days thing was when the great big fish was swallowed by another even bigger fish. <laughs> Best bit. <laughs> <laughs> That was it. No, there's a Janeway episode I didn't actually enjoy in season five called 11.59. Oh, oh, yeah. no. oh, no. Who cares about our ancestors? It's not what we're watching Star Trek for. This is it. Well, it's like, oh, I'm sure there's a phaser fight going to start happening soon. Oh, no. Wait, no. Oh. 
no that was um that was done the, the 1159 one was done the year before the millennium and so they tried to tie something in with that yeah i do i tell you what there was a, there is another episode that doesn't that deserves to die an agonizing death <laughs> bride of chaotica oh i didn't mind that no it was terrible <gasps> how can you say that all right yes janeway is the queen of the spider people but it was just as oh, monochrome as well. It's like, <laughs> oh, no, no, I, I I want Captain Proton to to have his lungs removed. I, I just <laughs> I, I actually thought it was yeah. really good because I didn't no. think she wanted to be there through the whole thing. And I thought she acted brilliantly through it. I thought it was excellent. Yeah. The whole begrudging yeah. aspect of her standing there and really, really, really loathing everything about it. It was a bit over the top. It was the eye roll after eye roll. I thought, oh my god, now I've got it. Yeah, no, no I, I thought like it was brilliant. It. I absolutely loved it. I, I think Course Oblivion wasn't very good. Um, I like it purely because it gives a conclusion to the earlier episode. That's it. Yes. Um... Yeah, I suppose so in that, in that respect. I wasn't really a big fan of either of the episodes, if I'm honest, but um, I think they were just filler episodes. They don't, they, they didn't really feel like they were important. They, they could have been absolutely removed from the season and nobody would have known any different. I, I agree there, but it's with this episode, especially the way it ends and Voyager arrives just too late and doesn't know kind of thing. I think that's quite sad to some degree because you didn't even get them to transfer any knowledge that it may have gained to the other Voyager crew. Yeah, there was just a spate in season five where it just dropped off a little bit um, because there was a Harry Kim one about the disease or something. Yeah. And then there was a Chakotay one with the fight. Oh, my God, that was awful. With the boxing Like, match. he's trying to communicate with aliens through hallucinations, and you're like, oh, my God, do I need to take a mushroom to make this normal? <laughs> Uh, do you know? Do you know? Do you know what really angered me about the fight, though, was that of all of Jacoby's backstory, could really have done something spectacular with him. You could have had it. It, it yeah. could have been trapped somewhere. And you could have seen all his marquee tricks, all the stuff that he, you know, that he could have showed off. All the under, you know, all these sort of like um, spy stuff he could have done that you could really show Chakotay off in a great light, but instead we got this hallucination thing with aliens. I was kind of disappointed, really. Do you know what? It's, it's funny because there is a, there's an episode of season five that's um, written by uh, Bill Prady, who is, I mean, Dharma and Greg, Two and a Half Men, Gilmore Girls, uh, Big Bang Theory, um, just lots of really, really good stuff. He wrote Bliss, uh, and that, oh my God. Oh my God. For somebody who's written a really, really, like lots of successful series, Bliss was an awful episode. Uh, relativity. We've got to have a good chat about that because that's one of my favorite ones from this season. Definitely. I love Relativity. Just, it's very good. The whole time warp and seven of nine going back to beginning. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. And it, it, it's, it's not the first time, is it? So there's been more than he's yeah. pulled her out yeah. seven or eight times to try yeah. and do it. And, and he's, and he's, it's, it's his frustration. He's like, that Janeway. <laughs> 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 mm. 
Yeah, Jane. Jane Way is to her. It's like you know when um Kirk like Carl. Yeah, <laughs> that's what you imagine him yeah. doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do love that show. That episode. It's nice that you get to see all these different time zones. You get to see a bit of um just before they leave and they get taken into Delta Quadrant. You get to see old Jane Way with the hair and everything and. Even then, Janeway recognizes Seven of Nine and is like, you're not supposed to be on this ship. It's like, she knows her ship and she's only been on there, what, days? She knows everything about it already. I know, she's so sharp. Yeah, she's brilliant. And um, Dark Frontier as well. Lots yeah. and lots of ups for that on many fronts. Yeah. Just because, again, Borg Queen, what do, what do you not like? The whole Borg thing is brilliant. Um, and the season finale, Equinox. Brilliant. What yeah. another, Brilliant. Uh, just another fantastic cliffhanger. They've lost it, you know, they lose the shields or the deflectors, isn't it? Sorry. Yeah. And um, the Equinox goes away and you laugh there and they've just got the phasers and that's it. You know, we won't get into season six. Jamie just pushes a few buttons and solves the problem. I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that'll keep him at bay for a while. I'm like, why didn't you do it earlier? <laughs> I, I think I think it really shows like Janeway's dogged determination as well. The, the the whole Equinox episodes, you know, with what the of what she stands for and what she expects, um, and and how that the person in the same position betrayed like that, that her belief. Oh yes. Um, and how angry it made her. I thought it was all excellent. I, I like both Equinox 1 and 2. Oh, it completely shows, without doubt, how you can slowly erode your own morals and your own ethics bit by bit and become ransom quite easily without even realising you've gone down that route because you're doing what's good for your crew. He lost most of his crew. He lost most of his ship. It was damaged. It, you know, he was struggling. But the more you struggle, the more desperate you get. Yeah. And it was, it's showing you what could have been had Janeway made other decisions. Yes. So I love it for that. Yeah. I really do. Yeah, it's 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 a great way of of, of incorporating kind of like a darker version of their reality. Mm. Um, and it's it's really really kind of neatly done in that way to say that they too were in the same situation, but they they were the ones that absolutely went against the prime directive and did everything they could to get home quicker. Um, and that's the situation exactly. they were in. I think the only downside to Equinox, which, again, you could either give it a downside in season five or season six, is I think I would have liked to have seen somehow almost like a mini fleet formed. You know, like Battlestar Galactica had a little couple of ships yeah. going with it. I think it would have been nice for Voyager to have maybe half a season with the Equinox by its side, just so you could have played on that fun. So Voyager's not alone and everyone's like, oh, I thought you were one ship. She's like, no, we're not one ship. Then you lose the equinox. Yeah, yeah. Or revealing the equinox's truth. They could have gone a few more episodes. Yes, exactly. And you could have had them just yeah. by the side, trying to fix the equinox, make it good again, because two two ships are better than one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, had some fun with that and then done the reveal. I think that would have been an interesting thing because you could have had the battle for command between Janeway and Ransom playing off, you know, and people maybe stopping sides, loyalties challenged. All of that would have been open and rife for exploration. I, I think we're gonna. I'm gonna have to leave season five on this, right? Season five, for me, in in some way, stands alongside season four. However, season five takes a step back because of an episode called "Nothing Human," 
because essentially somebody had this extra cabbage patch doll they wanted to attach to Balana. Lovely. And it was maybe she just wanted to lie down for an entire episode. I don't know. But it, um, yeah, it, that, that episode alone takes season five. Just that step back. That's why season four steps off on its own. Yeah, so that's yeah. a down from you then. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> On that note, on to season six. We've got the fantastic Equinox Part 2. Uh, we've got several other great episodes, such as the Voyager Conspiracy. I mean... I like that. Yeah. Oh, that is just up there. Up there with me with, like, Living Witness, etc. Just the possibilities of that episode. Whoever wrote it and thought about doing it, genius, genius. Yeah, yeah. And they made really good cases. Mm. It wasn't it wasn't even unbelievable when she was when she was reading out the conspiracy theories. Definite up for me. Um, and I also love the introduction of the whole Pathfinder project. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Very timely, shall we say. Um, one of the best Doctor episodes in this Tinker Tanner Doctor Spy. Yeah. Yes. Where he has absolutely. the where he has the female crew members arguing over him. Mm-hmm. Janeway's got got his hand and she's rubbing her ass. <laughs> it's just brilliant. It really is. I don't know who wrote it, but brilliant. I think Robert Picardo probably insisted on that bit. <laughs> uh, Blink of an Eye. I quite like that episode. A uh, bit cliche in places, but I just think the way they do it is quite nice. No, I didn't like this episode. It's been done before. Oh, well, they've done it with um, Deep Space Nine and TNG. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. Yeah, it's just. I, yeah, because it, it, it wasn't original. It's like, yeah, I'm not really fussed about it. But you don't like the fact yeah. that there's this whole planet revering and Janeway they've got as a god, legitimately, not just because of what they've heard. <laughs> well, you say you say Janeway, it was Voyager, but yeah, yeah, I, I get that, but it's just like. <sighs> Yeah, it's been done before. Just wasn't 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 fussed by it. I mean, come on. I mean, an obvious down is Alice. That is a down. Yeah, surely. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. I forgot that was part of season six. It's awful, awful part of season six, guy. Yeah, it. Yeah, it is. And I don't think Riddles, the episode that comes after it, is that much, much that much better. If I'm honest, no, it's not. Um, um, I don't remember Riddles. That's the one where Tuvok gets attacked by that cloaked um, intruder guy and he gets, like, neurological damage. I can't remember, yeah. I've maybe I've erased it from my mind. It was so bad. Yeah, it's not <laughs> one of my favourites. I didn't think Survival Instinct was too bad. Uh, a bit sad that they all died at the end. Um, and Barge of the Dead was okay. I didn't think it was anything special. I think, I think season six is just one of those episodes that they... They, they because there was such a high caliber from season four and to a certain extent season five, mm. we kind of had this really high level of expectation for season six, and for very much a large proportion of it, it didn't really hit the mark. I mean, there were some really awful episodes. I mean, there were some clever episodes that they should have done more with. Yeah, Dragon's like, Teeth. Yeah, Dragon's Teeth was awesome. Yeah, but like they they wrote things like. Spirit Folk and Fairhaven <laughs> and the Haunted of Deck Twelve and oh, oh my God. God, Ashes to um, Ashes, yeah. They can, 
Live Fast and Prosper had promise, but they didn't really do it very well. Oh, no, I liked it. I thought it was quite funny. I like it. Yeah. I did like it, but I thought they they didn't explore it very well. I think they could have, could have written it better. Um, some Catsy, just to, uh, like literally shoehorn the rock in somewhere. No, I liked I liked Sinkatsy. I thought it was good. It was alright. Mm, okay, at best. The thing is, like you say, from seasons four and five, we had a very, very high bar and high expectation, and I just think that there were lots of areas. Well, not lots of just several areas where you know season six just didn't hit the mark. Granny Kez returned. Granny Kez. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> Granny Kez. <laughs> She come. She come to seek out revenge. Mm. Um, Towards the end of the season, you do get, like I said, um, live fast and prosper. Dips massively with that muse episode. Oh my word! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a fan. Then you hit fury, which is obviously Kaz coming back to Voyager to say hi to everybody. Uh, then you've got Lifeline, which is the Lewis Simmonman dying one, so the Doctor yes. has to go back. Yeah. It's not a fast-paced one, but I do like it because it explores yeah, so do I. Know, why the EMH is kind of designed the way he is. Plus, we get to see Barkley and Troy. Yeah. Then you get another bad episode, Haunting of Deck 12, and then you hit Unimatrix Part 1. I mean, what a complete, like... Contrast. Polar opposites mm. each episode. If you were buying those VHSs, you've got one good, one bad, one good, one bad. It's like, seriously? That's how they yeah. sound, Toby. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. No budget, all the budget. No budget, all the budget. <laughs> oh, I felt as well. Um, there's a there's a season six episode which I felt was a rehash of season one. Learning curve. Yeah, and then in season six, Janeway does the Good Shepherd episode where she takes underperforming crew members on her. She does. I was just like, oh, it's very samey. Just three bozos that you never heard from again after the episode finished. That's what annoys me about those home shows is they're trying to, you know, these are the lower decks, essentially. Let's have a look at them. They're like, that's great, but can we see them again? No. So what's the point? Yeah. Yeah. Why yeah. do that? You don't, you don't even see them in the background. Yeah, um, I think The Next Generation did it as well. Um, yeah, they some... had a lower decks episode. It's, it's a bit sad when you see these episodes because it's almost like they just want to, like, like I said, in with The Rock, they just want to show in some... Um, some guest stars and it's just yeah for no reason mm. so what do we think of i know i know guy you're going to groan and moan and then just say down child's play down down down, down. <laughs> oh my word Echeb actually not a bad actor as a child actors go mm. but uh, just no, I don't. I just didn't care. I didn't care. They they were they weren't great parents. Um, they kept sacrificing their kids to the Borg. I mean, yeah, there, there was in, earlier in the season when they first picked up each other in the um collective episode, where the um children are controlling the cube. It's like, well, how did they get free? The maturation chamber is where you stay till you get to a certain age before they put you make you into a drone so it's just like well how did they just become little drone children then how did that happen if the cube is malfunctioning yeah maybe it's because it's malfunctioning yeah maybe i don't know i was just i'm trying to tell you what there was there was a rehash of a tng episode in season six 
but ashes to ashes. Oh my god. I was like, don't you remember me? And I'm like, no, no, you weren't featured in any of the first five seasons. Why would we remember you? <laughs> <laughs> you always expect someone to say, Do I owe you money? <laughs> <laughs> Is that why you come back? Yeah. No, I think had Voyager had more of an open door policy on crew members, I think some of these episodes would have played better. You know, if, you know, all of a sudden in one season, you know, halfway through in that season, Balana was going to actually get killed off and they did it. And then they brought someone else in and it was a revolving show like that. I think some of these episodes would have hit better because you'd be like, oh, are they bringing this in as a new character, as a new cast member? But I think it failed for that reason. So overall, do you think season six was more of a up or a down? I'd probably go towards more of a down. Yeah, I gotta say there just there were far more bad episodes than there were good. Um, but yeah, season six is a down for me. Especially, the thing is, is it followed seasons four and five, and it's it's gonna it's gonna be a down, really. Well, that's usually where six comes, guy. Does it come before four or five? <laughs> no, no. What I mean is, is that it, it it followed it in the way the fact that of the 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 amazing episodes that it had to follow, and yeah. it didn't didn't do a good job. You've had two really really good runs. And then this isn't mm. great. Steve, what about you? I'm okay. I, I think this I think there's probably a clump of episodes together where they're bad, but I think I'm okay with season six. Oh, yeah. On to season seven. Obviously, we open with Univit Matrix Zero Part Two, which is a good, good conclusion. Do you agree with that conclusion? Do you think that it was tied up nicely? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they did a good job on your Matrix Zero. I like the whole mm. thing. Um, and then we obviously head into mm. Imperfection, where Seven of Nine needs a life-saving transplant. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, this was their chance to kill each hip. <laughs> Give me your implant. <laughs> <laughs> no, and instead, they decided to wait to an episode of Picard and do it cruelly. Which I... <laughs> Yes. The thing is, it's like, I... I... I, I, I'm here to watch Star Trek, not Casualty. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. Then we get, then we get Drive, the crew of Voyager with the Delta Quad, you know, doing that race. Rubbish, move on. Rubbish episode. Repression, the ex-Marquee crew members are attacked after a data stream arrives from Starfleet. What a, no, didn't like it. Yeah, yeah. terrible. Ugh. And then Critical Care, I think, is the first oh, good episode. Now I like yeah. this. It, it was a yeah. good episode. It was. Um, it, again, moral implications regarding, you know, sort of the class system and exa- exactly, you know, how things work. Mm-hmm. Very, very sort of, you know, drew a focus to that. And it was it was quite, quite very cleverly written episode. Yeah. Getting the hospital administrator to be as a, a patient in his own hospital. Brilliant. Yeah. yeah. And I think in the UK, with the way the NHS is trying to be privatised at the moment, I think this episode is quite important for us to watch at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> gives us an understanding. Uh, then you've got Inside Man. That's the hologram of Reg is sent to Voyager. Um, I like it. Yeah, I did. I like the acting chops of Reg Barkley. However, oh, why does there always have to be a Ferengi involved? <laughs> There's some sort of sabotage. It was a bit weak for me, blaming on the Ferengi, but I just, yeah, didn't, didn't like the fact that they just thought, yeah, it's going to be a dodgy dealer, do it as a Ferengi. <laughs> well, obviously, he wants the parts, doesn't he? The nanoprobes from Seven yeah, of Nine. Yeah. But um, I think, I don't know, like you said, Frankie, who would you have replaced the Frankie with? 
Could have been some Cardassian traders. Could have been a little bit more devious than just two random Ferengi traders. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. Um, then we get one of my favourites from this season is Body and Soul. It's brilliant. Oh, it's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Seven of acting chops of Jerry Nine. Uh, Jerry Ryan. Jerry Nine. Uh, <laughs> Jerry Nine. Uh, for Jerry, Jerry Ryan. Jerry Ryan. Uh, for, for, to be able to take on the Doctor's mannerisms and everything involved brilliant absolutely oh. brilliant yeah i mean she she is phenomenal i use that word a lot but she is phenomenal in yeah i agree and um, it's probably her my favorite performance of her in the entire show yes directed by um robbie mcneil oh is it yes. yeah oh we did yeah. a good job good job yeah uh let me get 19 gale yeah yeah, move on. <laughs> yeah. less less said about it the it better. Is, <laughs> it, uh, it is just Harry Kim takes command of a... You don't need to read the rest of it. Just <laughs> Harry Kim takes command. There you go. Full stop. I, actually, for a premise, I liked the premise of the episode. Just not Harry Kim. <laughs> Make it Balana. Make it the Doctor. Harry Kim's best episode is Time Nuts. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Mm. And they wrote that for him, apparently, because of the way he acted... Um, Garrett Wang in um, Killing Game and you remember he gave that guy a little bit of a nudge and all that lot that's what he was saying on his podcast ah. and he was saying that they actually saw that how I was in that scene and thought you know what we give him something more gritty oh. so they ended up doing t- Timeless came from that ah. Garrett Wang as Harry Kim. Harry Kim whenever there's some sort of peril oh always the same <laughs> scream never anything different I think that's the editing though isn't it right <laughs> Oh, maybe, yeah. but it's just sort of like, oh, God. I, I know it's a PG show, but who is not swearing in those, like, in those sort of scenarios? <laughs> Who's not saying, you know? <laughs> I would have mind. I, do you know what? If you actually put in a bloop over the, over the swearing, or, yeah, I would have, I would have absolutely preferred it because there are just so many times when Harry Kim is like, oh, what, 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 there was an episode where he's, um, that when they're all dreaming about the same alien. Oh, yeah. And he, and he sat in his bed and he's screaming. It's like, oh, my God, Jesus. It's like, it's, yeah, again, right from Caretaker, he does the same scream every time. I think it's one of those um, stock screams. I don't think you see even no, him, maybe the not. actor. It's probably just one they found on a computer file and just go, oh, Harry screams put the yeah. in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just recorded it once and then played it over and over again. It'll probably be something really ridiculous, like um, Garrett Wang's scream or cry or whatever you want to call it, wasn't right for what they envisaged the character to do. So they've got the right screen for him. You know, like, wasn't it him and Tom used to wear sideburns in the show because they didn't have the right hair yeah. or something? Yeah, that's right. Uh, Garrett Wang's best acting came in when he was attacked in Scorpion uh, Part 2 and he was a vegetable. <laughs> <laughs> he had a tendril up his nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was his best acting. Uh. <laughs> oh, you're, you're cruel. You are cruel. <laughs> then you got Flesh and Blood, which I like. I like it. It's okay. It, it was okay. I was expecting it to be better because it's a two-parter. Yeah, it just mm. meh. You know what I mean? It was yeah. We've had lots of good two-parters, and then this season brings... We get two of them in the middle of the season. Well, one at the beginning, one at the end. And neither of them really do it. 
for me because you've got workforce later on in the season season i think it's 16 and 17 and that's a that's boring you know yeah again the crew lose their their minds and their brains and they think they're somebody else at what point are they going to have permanent mental damage it's crazy i don't like it what about you guys? Look, the, the thing is, it's like Flesh and Blood didn't deserve to be two episodes and neither did Workforce. They no. could have been two standalone episodes and, and there's large amounts of exposition in both that could have been just taken out and we could have cut it down to one episode. Um, it wasn't great, um, in my opinion, as, as, as two parts go. Yeah, not, not, not the top of the list. Mm. We're doing a tier list next episode anyway, so we'll look into them more then. Uh, then you've got Lineage. Um, I like that. I actually like it. It's where she discovers she's pregnant, Belana Torres, and she kind of goes into her history about the Klingon DNA and stuff. Now, I, I think that's an interesting episode. Yes, Lineage comes after Shattered, doesn't it? Or was it Shattered then Lineage? I can't remember. Oh, no, we've got Shattered before that. Yeah, sorry, we'll do that one after this one. Quickly. Okay, um... I kind of got why she struggled, obviously, because she didn't want her to be her. Mm. Um, but 45 minutes of it, I got it. I got all the moral implications and stuff. I just wasn't sure whether it made 45 minutes of programming. I, I wasn't, you know, if I never watch it again, I, it won't, I, I won't be bothered by it. So it's, I think it was all right. I think the premise of the story is good. I, I, Maybe they needed to mix it with something else. Shattered is probably one of Chakotay's better episodes. Yeah. And it's not, it's not one of, it's the best. Yeah, okay. Mm. He's decent in it. He's actually decent in it. Great first officer, great um, commanding presence, and takes things into his own hands and deals with the situation, doesn't mess it up. You know, what's not to like? <laughs> <laughs> I like that you put the emphasis on doesn't mess it up like he always does. <laughs> he didn't crash any shuttles, did he? No, he no. didn't. No, he did no. a exactly. great job. <laughs> no, definitely gets a an up from me. Uh, and then you got yeah, re- I agree. Before we get to prophecy, you've got repentance. That's the prisoners one. No, terrible. Like it. No, yeah. Uh, and you've got Prophecy, which is obviously the Klingon Bowcruiser, and they will believe that Tom and Bellana's unborn child is the saviour, or whatever it was. Yeah, and as well, with Repentance, that story's been done in out of sci-fi, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. to be honest, it was one of... It was I, if, if, if not for another episode later on, it was one of the worst episodes of Season 7. Really? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, the, the the worst episode was Human Error. Seven practicing your social skills. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's got some good points about it. No, it hasn't. Who gives Jerry a Ryan? No, Jerry, Jerry Ryan's fun. Yeah, it? I know, but it's just like the whole point of season four, five, and six was Seven exploring her humanity and exploring different aspects of her humanity and exploring different ways to do with friendship and 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 dealing with conflict and dealing with this and that. And now you're just devoting an entire episode to it. It's just like, oh, I know. I know we're trying to swallow the pill of Seven of Nine, but wow. Like, we're in season seven now. We should really have wrapped this up by now. Yeah. Mm. Worst episode of season seven for me. Uh, Do you agree with that, Steve? 
No, I didn't think it was that bad. Uh, I think the worst episode's got to be either Repentance or Lineage. Uh, well, perhaps Nightingale wins the worst episode. Oh, Nightingale is going to be my choice. Definitely. No, because he, I, I like the story behind it. Just don't like the fact that star, Harry Kim starred in it. And I liked Workforce too. Really? Yeah. Was Jane Wayne in a different environment? Um, and I thought that was nice to see. It didn't. I don't think it needed to be a two part. I think it could have been just one, and I think that would have been enough. So um, I also like the fact that um, they hid the ship in different ways. Oh, Voyager. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I, I, that was all right. I, I think um, before Workforce, there was an episode called The Void, and I think that that wasn't anything new either. They've done episodes like The Void in before. I quite like The Void, though, because I just think the way that Janeway's you know, they're getting the stuff taken from them. She's like, no, I want my stuff back. <laughs> She's like, I'm getting my stuff back. She loses other stuff <laughs> to go and get that stuff. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Cody's like, seriously, at what point do we actually have to go? Do you know, we've got to start fending for ourselves. <laughs> so I do like that. Um, and you've got Q2, which is obviously Q's son, which is quite fun. Like yeah. yeah, fun episode. I got, yeah. got author, author. Brilliant. The doctor writes a Holler novel, love it. The fact that he was essentially just ripping the mick out of all of his colleagues and just naming them slightly different <laughs> was brilliant. Was brilliant. <laughs> that's exactly what I would do. <laughs> it's their reactions as well when they find out. They're like, what? You know, especially Blana. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Then you got Friendship One. Um, I, I like the fact that they go on their mission for the first time in like, was it seven years? You know, this is a Starfleet mission, so this yeah. is showing you that actually they're getting back to work. Normality is kind of beginning to return to them. You know, you know, you know, you're getting to the end. Yes. So I like that, but the episode as a whole, I thought, felt a bit flat. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, Guy. Yeah, I agree. I completely agree. When you start to normalize the journey and start becoming a little bit more back to where they're supposed to be, you know, a Starfleet vessel. Um, it was bringing them back down to earth, if you excuse the horrible pun, with a bump um, <laughs> in, in that respect, because it kind of, you know, styles does the question, they're still Starfleet, they still, they have to go by the Prime Directive, not the Jamie Directive, and it's, you know, it's, 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 it's yeah, a bit, it, it did fall a bit flat. Mm. Um, moving on to Natural Law, can you remember that one? That's where the Seven and Chakotay crash, and it's the Blossoming love between the two begin at this episode, I think. Yeah. <sighs> they crash. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what Jacote said when he was doing to seven. Surprise day night. <laughs> it, it was okay. I mean, the only thing it really did was sort of cement the fact that those two were going to start a relationship. And I suppose it's better than just sort of like next episode, they are now a couple. Yes. Mm. Uh, then you get Homestead, which is. One of my favourite episodes that came six seasons too late. Yes. <laughs> yes. I was about to say it should have been a season one episode. <laughs> the only Neelix episode I like. <laughs> yes. I, I call this one Goodbye Neelix. I mean, just get, I just get ready. <laughs> yeah. I watch it and I wait and I'm like, ta-da. 
Yeah, so then we get Renaissance Man, which is another Doctor episode. And this is the one where he helps the aliens steal the warp core. I love this episode. I think it's brilliant. I do. Mm. It's a good episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good episode. Very cleverly done. And the way he uses the um, emitter, you know, to be the different people. I thought well, that was quite clever. Yeah. Um, and quite a surprisingly good episode, considering it comes before the season finale. Yeah. Endgame. End of it. Two Janeways. One board queen, what's not to love? Endgame is brilliant. I just love the armor. Yeah, yeah. ablative armor. Yeah. I think for me, Endgame, best way to end the Star Trek series. Mm. Yeah. Best way. Yeah. Just yeah. the way that Admiral Janeway or her older self, the way that it goes back, the way that we learn the little intricate things like what happened to Tuvok and, and just like brilliant, absolutely brilliant brilliant mm, yeah i think it's fantastic fantastically written you know they have spent time on it mm. um yeah. they, they could have fleshed out somewhat i think you know you've got options that you could have had the crew arrive home early mid-season but if you'd have done that you would not have got this finale yeah, yeah. so i do think it's a worthy finale and i think it's up there as one of my favorite finales to a star trek show yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely yeah yeah right so that's it as season seven as a whole do you think it's an up or down i think up yeah 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 as much as there were some bad episodes there were a lot of more stronger episodes and definitely before we go in this episode i want you to just quickly think bear in mind that you know, Voyager arrived home and it was going back towards the planet. If for some reason Paramount had decided to commit to an eighth season, starting from that point, what would you have liked to have seen in an eighth season of Star Trek Voyager? Right. Well, this is a problem. We've got a problem here because Voyager has been away from Starfleet for seven years um, and they've obviously made certain advancements of their own technology, and Voyager have made a lot of improvements of their own. And at least, you know, not 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 including 29th century technology as well. Um, and you cross that with Borg um, stuff, and uh, you know, so really, when you think about it, um, Voyager have got a few tricks of their own to show um, uh, Starfleet. Um, and you take that in consideration and you take the fact that the aftermath of what Janeway's just done by essentially blowing up a trans-warp hub, um, you got you kind of need to figure out whether or not you're going to start it right from there or you're going to do it like a year later in the aftermath of, every, you know, being all kind of debriefed and whether or not they go on like another sort of, mission or that they've got to join like a frontier or something to 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 help or whatever but um it's 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 knowing when you set season eight it's when it's whether you set that in a year after their home or whether it's you know the immediate aftermath Mm -hmm. steve i think i would have um starfleet command award janeway for her all her good service and dealing Mm -hmm. such a crippling blow to the borg I'd have them reward her with the Gamma Quadrant <laughs> and um, tell her that she needs, you know, it's hers. She just needs to clean it out. And then just, just follow her from there. 
<laughs> okay. Interesting. Wow. Oh. Wow. I don't know. Seriously, I don't know which, but it's on the spot. Oh, like I it. Just send it to Deep Space Nine and say, clear that up. <laughs> Just clear it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it would be different, wouldn't it, Jane Wayne in charge of Deep Space Nine? Oh, yes. <laughs> that would have been flying around the quadrant with warp drive by the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> it would. It would have been done in season one. She would have, she would have blown yeah. the war. war yeah, she wouldn't let anybody through. <laughs> yeah. There would no, there'd be no war. She would have been blown up yeah. straight away. Yeah. So that's it for another episode of the 47th Hour. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to follow the podcast. And you can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube and TikTok at 47th Hour. Thanks for listening.